Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey everyone, just before we get into the episode proper, one, thank you for downloading this episode of Don't You Know Who I Am? It means a lot. And two, hopefully uh, you're enjoying the top five episodes if you're a Patreon subscriber. What's that I hear you say? Yes, if you want to listen to uh, a brand new podcast I do called Top Five. Well, I say brand new. It's been going for like almost 30 weeks. I release it every single Monday over on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash D-Y-K-W-I-A. It's $5 a month. You get an episode a week. Heaps of people from Don't You Know I Am who are on that as well. So there's like people like Greg Larson, Durok J. Singer, the Dum Dum Club Boys, Jen Fricker, Mel Buttle. It's really, really funny. And I really, really enjoy doing it. So go uh, there. Uh, it's five bucks a month and it also helps support this podcast and it's it's well worth it. So there's that. Also, if you're looking for Christmas presents, I'm releasing the complete collection of Don't You Know Who I Am live streams that we did earlier in the year. All 10 are for sale for $50 and you can have them. You can keep them. They're not going to disappear after 24 hours like they did uh, earlier in the year. So they're all there for $50. You can own the collection. It's over 11 hours worth of entertainment. An absolute all-star cast of people who did these shows. So there are people like Denise Scott, Kitty Flanagan, Will Anderson, Gareth Reynolds, Tim Minchin, Andy Lee, the Dum Dum Club uh, in there as well. Uh, so many great people involved in these shows. So make sure if you didn't see them, you've got an opportunity now. Or if you did see them and go, you know what, I reckon this person would like this, buy them for them for Christmas. 50 bucks, 11 hours worth of entertainment. There you go. It's like... It's like The Soprano season one. <laughs> it's not, but that's a pretty good thing to say. That's all I need to say. So enjoy this episode, and I will see you next week or over on Patreon. Hello and welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. My name is Josh Earl, and this week on the internet, I discovered I share my name with a father of two and a stepdad of three from Guysborough, or Giesborough, who is currently involved in the Wheels to Work scheme, which is a program that gives people motorized scooters to get to work. So good on you, Josh. <laughs> like They're not always funny, listeners, okay? It's 233 <laughs> episodes. Not all the Josh Earls are going to have funny backstories. Okay, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, what I do, I get four very funny people and I quiz them all about their lives. So let's meet them now. Our first guest shares her name with a violin instructor from Salt Lake City. Can you please welcome back to the podcast? It's Josie Long. Yeah. Wow. Violin instructor. Yeah. Such class. She's got her own studio too called Josie Long Violin Studio. Oh my god! Yeah, did you not I'm know that? No, she's doing great. Yeah, good. <laughs> she's. How are you doing, Josie? I'm all right. I mean, let's put it this way: I don't have my own violin studio. Also joining us is a comedian in the UK. She shares her name with a Melbourne uni student at James Cook University. Can you please welcome back? It's Eleanor Tiernan. Hey. hey. Oh. Hi, Eleanor. Uh, Hey, is I wonder, um, I think I might have heard of this Eleanor Tiernan before. I think uh, this is the one last time you were on the podcast because there was, I could only find one more Eleanor Tiernan in the world and she was in uh, Melbourne last time. Right, great. Yeah, I think she might be a cousin of uh, uh, somebody I know and uh, was a slight connection mate. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, our next guest shares her name with a Scottish mother who has not tweeted since 2016. Can you please welcome from the Bonus of the Heart podcast, it's Alice Sneddon. God, if she's out there, please reach out. I want to yeah. find out that she's okay. <laughs> and finally is a man who shares his name with a Grand Rapids physical therapist. Can you please welcome from the worst idea of all time, it is Tim Bat. Yay. G'day, Josh. Hi, Tim. How hey, are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. Now, yeah. I live in New Zealand, so I'm literally not allowed to complain. We have. This is good. It's a very international <laughs> podcast. We have two people based in the UK, two people based in New Zealand. 
I'm in Australia. It's all different time zones. It's amazing that we actually all came together. Now, Eleanor and Josie, you're in lockdown. Yeah. Yes. H- how are you going with it? Uh, do you know what? Everyone else loves it, but I'm not into it. Oh, I, I don't think people do love it, Josie. Uh, I know. <laughs> I think you should read a newspaper in your country. People are very angry. What, what's I don't love it, but I, do, I, I think it's okay. Uh, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> do you not miss everything? I miss everything <laughs> so much. Well, yeah, I miss everything, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I, 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 it turns out I'm okay with that. I'm actually. <laughs> Having done 112 days of it, and now we're on the other side of it, it does, you know, we all know it's totally worth it, but everyone was like going, oh, what you need to do is this and this. This is what I needed to do. You need to download two more streaming services and buy lots more snacks. Mm-hmm. That's it. That'll get you through lockdown. That's what I need to do. Um, I, I cut off on my streaming services. I said, this is going to be... What? Two. Yeah, I just thought uh, it's going to be... I'll, I'll just get too much into them. Uh, and <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want these you, things to own my life. What are you doing? What are you doing with your time? I, I thought I, I bought a book. Uh, that's been good. I'm slow. Uh, What's the book, Eleanor? What's the, the one bo- book? So I bought this one called uh, Lost Connections uh, by a guy called uh, Johan Harry. And mm-hmm. it's it's not, I don't think it's a great book. But I'm reading every, but that's good because it's slowing me down. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, if it had been shit. too good, I'd be, uh, I'd be finished it by now. So. Uh, and Alice is in. I'm, Alice is in hotel quarantine in New Zealand because she's a, a jet setter. Yeah. How's how's it going in hotel quarantine? It's fine. You know, it's okay. I I shouldn't complain, but I've been giving it my best shot and have been quite a fair bit. Um, It's okay. You know, I I think yesterday was the closest I came to like starting to lose my mind a little bit. I stared at a wall, I reckon, for an hour and a half. And then I was like, oh, no, you got to snap out of this. Then um, but I'm watching a lot of TV. I have um, multiple books here that I have not read or opened, um, but they're keeping me company. Also, I-, I asked you yesterday if you would do the podcast and you got back to me so quick. I was, I'm so <laughs> thankful. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I mean, I literally am confined to a, 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 a smaller room. It looks like it's a nice a room, beard, though. though. It looks like it's nice. It's not bad at all. It's really nice. I've got a beard where I eat all my meals. Yeah. And I've got a um, a desk. Good. All right, let's get into it. Our first game today is called Social Me, Me, Media in this round. I'll read out status updates by the four of you, and you have to buzz in and tell me who you think tweeted it. So your names are your buzzers. If you get it correct, you get a point. If you're incorrect, the person who actually tweeted it, they get the point. So you don't lose any points. So don't feel bad for getting it wrong. Uh, you can't <laughs> buzz in for your own ones. Here we go. So I should point out to the listener, Josie's folding her washing as while we're doing this. She's... <laughs> Quick question. Yeah. I've been burping quite a lot because I'm eating a green apple. Um, is my mute button working? That yeah, hasn't been we coming haven't through, heard right? It. No. I haven't heard it at all. Great, great. I'm actually sad to miss out, if I'm honest. I'll see if I can just direct it to you, Alice, and no one else. I'll yeah, see please if do. If I know anything about podcast listeners, they love hearing people burp and hearing people eat on mic. So it's going to be great for them. <laughs> I think right. Josie should try and make some noise with the clothes. Yeah. We should hear a bit of that. Yeah, I can rustle the fabrics. Oh, no. Was, you can, we yeah, can tell you've yeah. been using fabric softener, Josie. They're not, they're not making any noise at all. All oh, right. Wait. Our first question is this one. <laughs> Business idea. A casino for children. Alice. Yes, Alice. Josie? No, that was Tim Bat. A point there for Tim. Ah, fuck. <laughs> that was my first guess. <laughs> I, I backed down. I was like, it's two, Tim. People keep telling me that loot boxes on video games are casinos for children. But the thing is, I I want literally a casino run by children, populated by children, children beaters, children croupiers, children what cashiers. What age range? Yeah. What age range do you think? The smaller, the better. And are, like, are they playing a traditional casino games? So poker, yes. blackjack? Oh, so Absolutely. not like... So the, 
hungry we're hungry on hippos. Apple boxes to get to see above the roulette wheel because otherwise oh. they can't. Yeah. Okay. It's very. I was hard. just going to flag that my daughter would eat the little ball from the roulette wheel, <laughs> and she would do that every day, and that would cost your company money. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it's a casino, so we've got quite a bit of cash. Just a lot of kids crying because they thought the chips were edible. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a little children mob who actually run the whole thing behind the scenes. The seven year old. Baby mafia. A baby mafia, yeah. It would kind of be fun to see them crying over like massive debt as opposed to like, yeah. very, very trivial. <laughs> no, that would be funny. <laughs> a little baby Joe Pesci putting a little baby head in a vice, but it being like able to do it because their skull's not formed yet, so they're actually quite malleable. Like, yeah. And then imagine you've yeah. got the potential for a baby Ocean's Eleven, which I think is just stupendous. I feel like we're saying this all wrong, though, because it should be Ocean's Eleven babies. Yes, true. <laughs> you're right, you're right. There is that, um, have you seen that thing on the internet of Scarface played by, like, um, children? No. It's no. <laughs> so good. Scarface has got, like, a mountain of popcorn on his desk representing cocaine and stuff, and they've got, like, these, it's terrible but great. You should look it up. All right. Next question. The worst part about being a feminist are all the one-woman shows you have to see and put on. Tim? Yes, Tim. <laughs> Josie? No, that is Alice. Point oh. there Alice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that was the one tweet I did in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was very popular, i got to say. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> how, how I searched this. I searched this now on, on Twitter advanced search, and I put in the person's name, oh. and then... Minimum 200 likes, and that's oh, I'm only getting wow. the good stuff, guys. <laughs> I just deleted all my Twitter back catalog. Josie, don't tell people yet. Like, we've got a to... oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> or did I? <laughs> Which is interesting because they're both guessed you, both guessed it. So, here we go. Next question In Trump's defense, though, anyone would lose their mind at the thought of having to switch all their utility bills to new providers. Uh, Josie Long, <laughs> yes, Josie. Tim? No, that's Eleanor. Point there for Eleanor. Uh, I knew there was Eleanor. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I was just enjoying the joke and forgot yeah. we were playing a game. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> it is very good. And also, uh, Eleanor, when did you move? You moved. You've been in the UK for a while now? Yeah, yeah, a few years. Yeah. Yeah, five years. I was just going to say, Josie's getting out of London. Like, I am, is it tomorrow? Oh, uh, Friday, I'm moving to Glasgow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So, I can't wait. I can't is... wait. Partly because it's just something to do, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving the house. That's so nice. I'm so excited. It's kind of, it feels like the trouble all started over here when I arrived in the UK. <gasps> like, the, the country. Is that just... when Brexit happened? Yeah, it wasn't too long after, you know, and yeah, you just kind of, you don't realise when you're choosing a country to move to that you're kind of investing hopes and dreams in it and then <laughs> did you want to take this opportunity to do any sort of apology to the people of the UK Arnold, for what, how you have no I'm the one who deserves the apology <laughs> we've let you down we've let you down time and time again so this is going to make me sound we like keep an giving you chances. When, I, when I moved to Melbourne that week I moved to Melbourne it was named most livable city in the world so it's a real, real yin yang here going on. <laughs> Josh, this was not the time to bring that up. <laughs> oh. All right, moving on. Question four. Cowards, I shout at the people rightly leaving social media to protect their mental health. Alice. Is Alice. Is that Josie? No, that is Tim. Another point there for Tim. Fucking hell. <laughs> God, I, I thought that's that was good maybe tweet. your last tweet. <laughs> oh, I'm I wish it was. a good tweet. <laughs> I, I feel the same, right, Tim. I want to get off, but then I'm like, nah, there's something about that site. And it's not just because of this first round of my podcast, but it is something about <laughs> uh, it. I'm a huge advocate of taking like months off, like one month at a time. Do you announce that you're doing that? 
No, I don't. I never announce that I'm doing that. that but like on Instagram, if you deactivate, because what stresses me out about Instagram is like people messaging you. Yeah. And so if you deactivate for a month, four weeks clears all like messages. Uh, so then you don't have to engage with anything, and then you can just come back to a fresh slate. So I always, I have a lot of friends on Facebook saying, "I'm getting off this site, <coughs> blah blah blah." You can find me here. And I'm always thinking, you think like you think you're better than us? Why are you announcing this? Like, oh, well, we're we're here in the muck. <laughs> Like, you know that um, <laughs> Netflix documentary that just came out, The Social Dilemma? I watched that at home with my wife, and as the end credits rolled, she deleted her whole Instagram account without, <gasps> like, saving the photos or anything. I was so oh. proud of her. She was like, this is fucked. I'm out. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. I couldn't watch that documentary because I found the recreations just so cringy. Fair I was enough. like, what is this Lifetime movie we're forced to watch in the middle of this documentary? <laughs> All right, next. And so, therefore, all my data is being mined. Do you find it easy, Alice, to stay off social media? Because I make great promises, but then, like, I'm, you know, (laughs) waiting for something and I just, I'm back, I'm back in again. I crawl back in. What's the secret? To what taking a month off? Mm. I, I think it's like it's like a drug detox. Some uh, genuinely, one day, one time, I had like a calendar and I crossed the days off the calendar. In order to do it, it's bleak. So it's no, shit and hard. So bleak, but you do actually feel a lot better, and, yeah. and then you just rejoin it, and it's like no time has passed. You know, yeah. all your friends are still there. The world's still falling apart. You haven't really missed a lot. You can catch up on all the content you missed. All right, next question. This year has really been an exercise in accepting I have very little control over a lot. Lol, I guess. <laughs> Eleanor Alice. Alice. I heard Alice first. Oh, fuck. But then I heard <laughs> Eleanor and she was going to be my guess. <laughs> um, okay, can I change my guess? Yeah. Uh, Tim. Oh, you should change it to Josie. It was Josie Long. I'll put that oh! for Josie. <laughs> I was going to say Josie. <laughs> God, this game's hell on earth. No one's got one right yet. It's been good. Last week, everyone got every single one right. This week, no one. It's good. I like this. <laughs> Uh, but you've you've been making changes, Josie. You're moving you're moving cities, countries even. Feel, Is it? Yeah, I feel genuinely thrilled about it. Like it's quite exciting to be thinking, oh, I'm starting a new chapter in my life, and also just the fact that in London the housing situation is so bleak and grim that we're moving somewhere where and like we don't have enough furniture for where we're going to live. <gasps> like the oh idea. My God. Yeah, that there'd be space that you'd be like, oh, this isn't simultaneously the table, the chair, and where we hang our washing out and the kitchen. I can't wait. I actually cannot wait. That's so exciting. All right, question six. I like the gloopy hand sanitizer, not the runny stuff. <laughs> Josie Long. Yes, Josie. Alice Snedden. No, it was Eleanor Tiernan and put the Eleanor. I wish. I absolutely agree with you, Eleanor. Big fan of the the viscous, like, is that the right word? <laughs> yeah, I'd call it that. Yeah, yeah. That was one of my most popular tweets. And then I, I retweeted it and it got nothing, like, a oh. week later. It was, like, it was like one of those moments in time where it's like, everyone was like, yeah! And then and then got... <laughs> you really hit the zeitgeist, didn't you? Yeah. Because like, we have, a, like, a hand sanitizer in the car. But because it gets really hot, it is just this... It's so <laughs> runny and hot and is gross. And it's like the horrible thing of like, all right, I want to be clean. I want to be sanitized. Put it in your hands going, oh, this feels dirtier than it was before <laughs> I put it on. It's awful. Has any comedian done like a YouTube reviewing all the hand sanitizers series? Because I feel like that's just content. That would be so made. funny. Yeah. I would love to watch that. There you go. You should make that. Yeah, Eleanor, Josie, you guys are going into lockdown. You've got... About two hours before this goes out live, you can do it in that time. Like, <laughs> do it while you're on the train to Glasgow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <is> Maria. <laughs> All right, next question. Have written the new King Lear during quarantine, but too shy to share. Tim? Yes, Tim. Alice? You, you are correct. Yes, we have a, a oh, correct fuck answer. Now. I don't even remember that. <laughs> it was very good. I did actually, though, yeah. Yeah, everyone, that's, that was the I thing everyone it, was saying, that he wrote King Lear. Oh, during the plague? Yeah. Alice, did you, have you written anything? 
Have you um, done anything, yes, mate? I have. And, and <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say yes. In, in between, I did. Oh, I was working, so I had to keep working, unfortunately. Would you but like to share my... some of that now on the podcast? Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was very fortunate to make it. Make, we did a TV show after the first lockdown ended in New Zealand. And then, uh, so I was writing that during the lockdown. But it was actually hell and I hated it. And I wanted nothing more than to be done with it. And it and the creative process was nothing but um, obstacle after obstacle, given how much time I had. Will our generation ever be happy? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I don't think specifically I will be. <laughs> All right, next question. I'm getting sick of people complaining about me breastfeeding at work. Get used to it. It's only going to happen m- more once I have kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Alice. Uh, yeah, I had Tim first. Sorry. Josie. No, that was Alice. I can't believe you buzzed oh. in, Alice. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm cracking up at my own joke. <laughs> oh, God, that's humiliating. No, it's not. It's genius, yeah. Alice. It's absolute genius. You put him off right at the last mo- moment. Yeah. <laughs> Alice, you got your wish. You've made a compliment circle yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm so mortified by that. That was good. It was from 2016, Alice. It's a good one. Fuck, man. I was so much funnier then. <laughs> get it get it back in the rotation. Just just find it, retweet it. We'll get those likes. Yeah. You get the don't you know who I am burp. All right. <laughs> Next question. I, 74-year-old male, pushed my country to the brink of civil war, mishandled a pandemic, and broke all the ethics rules of my office just because a former president made a joke at my expense. Now people are whining because I won't accept the result of an election. Am I the asshole? Josie. Yes, Josie. Is it Eleanor Taylor? You are correct. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> really good and I think reveals you to be a, a steadfast redditor, Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she and doesn't Trump have any upset. streaming services, but she's got Reddit. <laughs> yeah. I know, you know when like uh, the Am I the Asshole account on Twitter isn't enough and like you're like, no, I need like <laughs> four, five of these a day, please. <laughs> I feel like that with the Reddit relationships Twitter account. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't they update that 50 times a day? We need it. What did they do? Yeah. All right. And our last question for this round. The American pronunciation of niche is an abomination. Alice. Yes, Alice. Is that Tim Bat? That is Tim Bat. Yes, point there for Alice. Yes. How do they pronounce it? Thank you for pronouncing it correctly, Josh. They say, like, niche. Oh. In America. Yeah. 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 Honestly, that country's fucked. Yeah. It really is. It all started with the pronunciation of niche. Yeah. And it's ended in potential civil war. <laughs> and the silent H and herb. I'm like, get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun, though, to say herb. Herb is fun. Yeah. It's yeah. wrong, but it's oh, fun. Get out. <laughs> That's imperialism, man. You don't know it's a disease. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of that round, the scores are Josie Long, two points. Eleanor Tiernan, two points. Alice Sneddon, three points. And also on three points is Tim Batt. It's very close. Wow. Ah. I thought I tanked that round. Maybe I didn't fully understand the rules of the game. (laughs) You're getting points when people were getting uh, your ones wrong. So there you go. Nice. All right, next round is called Love Lockdown. New round, same rules. Now, this year has been different, not to be too controversial, but COVID has been really inconvenient. I'll, just, I'll put that you? out there. Okay. But amongst the muck has been some positive moments, and this round looks at those moments. And today we're talking about a good thing that happened to Eleanor Tiernan. Now, what did she discover where she lives that really brightened her day? Was it A, underneath the house, she found a box full of old photos of a family. The photos told the whole life from marriage, holidays, and children. In every photo the mother is not making eye contact with the camera and Eleanor is obsessed with it. That's A. B. She discovered that her neighbour does not have a password on their internet Wi-Fi and it works perfectly. She does not feel bad about stealing it because the Wi-Fi name is Trump 2020. (laughs) 
Or C, she found a new fridge at her house that she had no idea was there. <laughs> now, one of these is correct. You can ask Eleanor as many questions as you want. Bear in mind, she wants you to get it wrong, so she gets your points. You guys don't, ha- you don't have to answer as a team. You can answer individually. The floor is open for questions. Ask away. I have Eleanor, a I've got a question. <laughs> I'll go off you, Tim. Off oh, you. Sorry, Joyce. Um, where was the fridge? Uh, the fridge was in the basement of, of our house. Yeah. Okay, my question is, <laughs> who, who are, like, what kind of millionaire are you that you live in a house in London? <laughs> like, what's happened? Like, what? You live in a house. A house. Yeah, I sh- well, I share this house with other people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a question. No, so I understand your confusion. The, the photos were found under the house, but the fridge was also in the basement. So. Yeah. Which is which? So is the basement under the house or is there a separate level under the basement? Okay, so this is complex. Uh, We have a basement (laughs) that we... (laughs) we, With a portal. (laughs) That we consider to be part of the house. But there's an extension to the basement, which is it'd be the same, be on the same height, you know. If somebody was a geographer was looking at this on sea level, it would be the same level. But we just, it's 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 under the house. So this is so you go you go into the basement and then you go through another door into a kind of a, a caverny thing, and the that's where the photographs were in the cavern. And, and when did you move into this house? I moved in about 200 years ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> three, year, three years ago. Okay, Eleanor, can I ask you, the photos, were they in any kind of box or bag? Like, what were they in? They were in a Fox's, which you will know, uh, Biscuit Tin. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. okay. Ah, I'm guessing for, for Australian listeners, I'm probably an Arnott's. Arnott's assortment biscuit tin. I'm sure it's the same thing. Sure. Is, yeah, is it the kind of biscuit right. tin that uh, someone's mother or grandmother would then turn into a sewing kit thing? Sewing oh. thing? Yeah, you got them at Christmas. You got the two layers. Great. Uh, yeah. yeah, that kind of style. I think the fridge one is definitely bullshit. Because you've lived in the house for three years and the basement, which you consider part of the house, has only just thrown up <laughs> this fridge. I mean, the basement I, explanation. through that story. The, the basement, basement that's at sea level. <laughs> it's so convoluted. But Eleanor has got the sweetest, most trustworthy face that I just <laughs> bought into it. No, you've got to look through that and see the lie in her eyes, you know? <laughs> okay, so... So it's either the Trump 2020 or the... Um, Honestly, I reckon the Wi-Fi one's bullshit. Yeah. It's 2020. Even the stupidest mega-supporting dipshit puts some sort of password on their internet nowadays. I would believe finding a random (laughs) fridge over a Wi-Fi that is not protected by a password. You know what? I'm inclined to believe the fridge more than the photos because I feel like, you know, the description of the photos was like the whole life from marriage through to death. You get all that in one box. That's not very well archived. That's like how many photographs? 20 photographs? Not enough. How how old are these photos? Like what period of time is this family from? Uh, so it's from the I'd I'd put it at late uh, late seventies, but it's just because the I think the photographs the way they are there's a kind of a uh, there's kind of an orange sheen to them, and they're the ones that I from my childhood they've kind of got that uh, like a know, weird lighting yeah, yeah tone uh, tone on them um, right. So, Josh, yes. do we guess which one is true or which one is bullshit? You guess which one is true. Only one of these is true. So if you want to lock in your answer now, if you think... I would like to, if I may. Yes. Is that where we're at? I am going to lock in that the fridge is real. You're going to say fridge? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Alice, what are you going to lock in? I'm going to say the photographs. Photographs? And Josie... Yeah, but I hate to be made a fool of. Josie Long. <laughs> I'm going fridge. You're going fridge as well. The correct oh, answer was fridge. Eleanor, <laughs> found a fridge. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, I'm so stoked. I feel so vindicated because that story did not read as believable. 
so glad. I'm going to have seven days and alone in a room to stew on where I went wrong with that. Ha- have a look in your room. Have a look in your room, Alice. There could be a hidden fridge in there. You don't know. <laughs> so I thought Josie. I thought Josie had me there. She was talking about rented houses. I know she. She's going to know. She's going to know that's possible. How, how big is the? How big is the fridge? Is it like a big? Like decent sized fridge, or is it like a little bar fridge? No, a little uh, bigger than a bar fridge, kind of waist height, uh, uh, kind of fridge. Um, shall I share? The circumstances uh, were basically it had been there all the time, but it had belonged to another housemate. Uh, and I mean, I did see it when I moved in, but because it was her fridge, I I was never I never had access to it. But she moved out <laughs> after a year and left the fridge after her. But but none of us paid any attention. Like we just had our blinkers on that this wasn't our fridge. <laughs> so gradually we all kind of started putting stuff in. But I was the last uh, to realize and uh, I had to kind of start sneaking stuff in then because I felt I, so dumb that I'd had a, a spare fridge I hadn't been using for two can't years. can't think of a better real life parable on why we should disestablish property ownership than that. That is just a quintessential example of when it goes wrong. Yeah. But of all the times of fight in lockdown is the time you want to find a fridge full of food and snacks. That is just like, oh, this is the dream. I didn't buy this stuff, but it's full of booze. This is amazing. An old meat. Yeah. Ah. Oh. When when my house burnt down in back in twenty oh eight, and we weren't allowed. This happened while we were away, and we weren't allowed back into the house to get our stuff because it was wasn't deemed safe. After like oh, a week, no. after a week, we were allowed back in, and the fridge smell was the because all our meat was in the freezer and went off and rancid. Oh. And I just remember me and my wife with pegs on our noses and just like in hazmat suits trying to get this rotten meat out and just go, all our belongings are burnt, but this is the worst part of it all. Oh, oh. <laughs> and the fucking meat survived. Be pardon? And it survived. The rancid, spoiled yeah. meat. Well, untouched. It was the roof got on fire and then um, the front room. So everything else oh, in the wow. house just had that oh, horrible man. smoke smell. But we were we were away on holiday and didn't no one told us. We got back like and it'd been like that for like four days. Oh shit. And a friend of mine who's been on the show, comedian Lawrence Lung, lived on my street and walked past it and saw it and didn't think to message me, Hey, are you okay? I saw your house was on fire. Just went, Oh, Josh is dealing with a lot of stuff. I better not I better just stay out of his way. <laughs> Fuck that's yeah. so funny. Alright. At end of that round, the scores are Josie, you're on three points. Alice, you're still on three points. Eleanor, you're now on three points. In the lead though, on four points, it's Tim. Ah, well done. Alright. Congrats, Tim. You really deserve that. This oh, round. Thanks, we're only halfway through. This round's called Yeah, nah, yeah. In this round, each of you are given a fact about someone else on the panel. If things true, you'll say yeah. If things a lie, you'll say nah. You can ask them as many questions, but bear in mind they want you to get it wrong so they get the point. So here we go. So to Eleanor, Tim used to work for a top 40 radio station and part of his role at the station was they would make him hide in fridges at service stations and then drop clues on air of his whereabouts via his phone. Yeah or nah? You can ask him as many questions as you want. Um, I, so what kind of phone did you have? For a memory that was back in the day of my HTC One, uh, what are they called? Like an M7. It was a very good-looking phone. All right. And what, what what format did you send the the messages in, or what? So I had my phone on me to sort of ring back into the station, so they could put me on air. Um, right. And uh, yeah, I was mainly I'd... for for phone calls. I'm wondering about how easily you could get a radio station would let you and trust you to get reception in a fridge. I think that they would. So I'm going to say I'm going to say that's not true. You're going to say it's a false. It is a yeah. true story, Eleanor. That is true. Uh, Point there for Tim. Yeah, it was pretty fun. The funnest bit was um, so this was at a station that had zero money. It was like a startup, independent pop music station, and. So we got permission from no one. I would have to sneak into the ice freezer in the forecourt of the gas station without the service attendant seeing me. So that was usually the funnest bit. So I'd be on there the whole time and be like, okay, 
already with a customer now. I'm going. And I'd have to like go in, open it, move some ice around and then jump in on top of the bags of ice and just stay in there till someone found me and win a, and they would win a prize. What's the longest you, you stay in there? The longest? Yeah. Um, because if it was Eleanor I, looking I, for you, you'd be in there for three years. She, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if you're looking for me, it might like catch on fire yeah. around me or something. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've been in there for like two hours at some stage. It's weird that it's not as cold as you think because your body heat actually accounts for quite a lot. I'd have like a light jacket on and I'd usually be fine. Okay. Can I just say, Tim, congratulations on withstanding Eleanor's brutal interrogation. <laughs> what kind of phone did you have? Yeah. <laughs> you really held strong. All right, now, to Tim now. Now, Josie does not yeah. drive, but constantly dreams about driving. Because of this, <laughs> she believes that if she were to take her driving test, she would pass it easily. Yeah or nah? You can ask her questions. Josie, do you experience any um, misgivings with family members? Is anyone really, like, pushing you to get your driver's licence, who you're related to? Um, yeah, actually, yeah. A lot of my family, uh, they think that I am very... Um, I'm kind of the scruffy one out of my family, and I think they see me as a very confusing prospect of a person. <laughs> um, you, very much so. How much driving experience have you had? Um, well, I w- was actually learning to drive during the lockdown, and um, I-, I was actually um, I was actually getting quite good. And then, oh no, before the lockdown, sorry. And then I was having a lesson. He was like, "You've made real progress today, but the lockdown's on, so I'll never see you again." Bye. <laughs> so. <laughs> did you get to parallel parking? How far did you get in the training? I, I did get to parallel parking. I'll show you one. Two back, one back. Okay, she's not lying. That uh, you can't see this because it's a podcast, but she did it over Zoom. That was completely correct. Josie is telling the truth. Yes, you are correct. This is a true story. Yes, <laughs> point there for Tim. Uh, so you need to do this, Josie, when you get to Glasgow. Get a Scottish driver's license. Oh yeah, I want to. I, I actually, it was really heartbreaking because. It is true. I'd always thought I'd be a good driver because I constantly used to dream about stealing a car and just driving, which I worry, you know, when you say your dreams or something like this, and then someone will inevitably contact you and be like, um, that means that you're pathologically (laughs) (laughs) or like, um, like it will never be what it says it is. But it did really make me think, I better be really good at driving. I reckon you would. Well, my driving instructor, I finally was making progress. And also, I I don't know if any of you experienced this, as and when you learned to drive. I, like, felt desperate to make him laugh so much. (laughs) Like, all I wanted was to make him laugh. And he would get so annoyed because I would keep chatting during the lessons. But I'd just be thinking, I'm going to get you. I'll get you one of these days. And then I did. My driving instructor was so... Not meek, but he just a very nervous energy the whole time. Even when I met him and he wasn't even in the car, and it was like, oh, this is not the job for you. He was very good. I got my license first go, but it was like, this is you could do something else, mate. Like this is this is too much for you. Like I could tell, I could tell this has shot your nerves. There seems to be a lot of people in that profession who, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's there's something a bit of a catch-all for driving instructors. A lot of people shouldn't be there. Yeah. Is it like one of those things that you can learn pretty quickly? So if you need to get out of another career and get something yeah. else. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Because <laughs> you have to learn to drive on the other side of the car. Because I don't know if, about you guys, but when I learned, they had a yeah. like steering wheel and a brake on that side of the car as well. There's no Ooh, steering wheel. We Weirdly. That. I did the exact same thing as Josie at the same time. I was taking driving lessons as well right up until lockdown and then lockdown hit before I could like... Oh, so you don't drive complete. either? Nah. So, Were you although, close to the test? Um, I got pretty close. I, I was like doing parallel parking and stuff. I've been I've been driving my wife periodically a little bit in her car and uh, she, she reckons I'm an all right driver. That's... It's the real I think it's absurd that you have a wife but not a driver's license. 
<laughs> yeah, that's fair. I bet you got that, Josie, when you were pregnant, saying people was like, you have to get your license now, you have to get your license. Yep. Oh, you're going to have to drive when the baby's born. Yeah. You're going to have to stop mucking around. <laughs> and uh, they're right. So what I do is I just drive without a license with yeah. the baby in the car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Josie, now, when Alice was 15, she had okay. surgery where she had to go under general anaesthetic. When she woke up, the doctor told her that they had, had inserted a catheter. Alice didn't really know what this meant, so in her head, she thought it meant that she had lost her virginity. Yeah or nah? <laughs> <laughs> okay, firstly, how old are you? 15? Mm-hmm. Okay, and see, so you, you weren't already, you weren't an early shagger. No, okay. I wasn't. No, no, no. Quite the opposite. Okay, and what was the what was the thing that required the operation? Do you mind me asking? No, not I, I had ovarian cysts. Oh, okay. And they yeah, and they they came on very suddenly on a Sunday night. I had the operation on a Monday morning or Monday afternoon maybe. Wow. And then I woke up and that, that was, was like my an first emergency. Door. That was an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was an emergency. They were quite big, apparently. They showed them to me afterwards. They drained them inside of me so they could remove them through keyholes, and then they showed them to me. What were they like when they drained them? Just like a little bag? They looked, they looked like a little prune, really. Did you keep them? Just like them? a little sack. Yeah. No, I didn't keep them. I, I, I passed them on to them. So they're not. Although now I probably now I probably would keep them to be honest. Now I'm the kind of person who would take it, bury it, put it back into the land. You know. I thought you were gonna go. I'll keep it. I might get a show out of it. Who knows? It'll be my (laughs) closer. Yeah, everyone's dying to see a show about my ovarian cysts as a teenager. Alice Nedden in Sisters, and then yeah. (laughs) So nice, so nice. Okay, and with. So the catheter, like, when did they tell you? Were you just sort of like, so it's keyhole surgery? It was keyhole surgery. I woke up, I said, I need to pee. And they said, don't worry, you can just go. And then they told me that they'd put in a catheter. And because I, I think I, like, I was, like, under anaesthetic and I was just, like, very briefly, like, it wasn't for a long time that I thought this had happened. And the doctor who had op- operated on me was, like, a young man and so, like, I was just all of these things were kind of like floating around in my head, and just very quickly, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I slept through it." Oh. Okay. Well, the first thing I want to say is, if this is true, my heart goes out to you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's very sweet. But here's the thing: I sort of do think it's true, but just to spice spice the game up, I'm going to say it's a lie. You're going to say it's a lie? You are incorrect. That was a true story. (laughs) Yeah, it felt true. It felt true. It had the ring of truth. Yeah. It was true, unfortunately. (laughs) Are you supposed to know what a catheter is at 15? Because I'm not sure if I would. No, I wouldn't have Well, you know that your urethra, though, is different to your vagina. Like, a different hole to your vagina. I didn't know my urethra was different to my vagina. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it was a very confusing time. Can but I... honestly, I really embrace the catheter lifestyle. Like, it is amazing. And, I, and I've had to have surgery subsequently since then. And when they told me they were putting in a catheter, I was like, here we go again. This is the <laughs> Alice starts requesting it for a broken arm now. <laughs> yeah, basically. I'm like, it is incredible. I don't have to get out of bed. Amazing. The doctor's going, oh, we're going to have to insert a catheter in you. Well, at least buy me a drink first. Come on. Like, this is... <laughs> I, have, I have actually had it done. I've had it done whilst in surgery, and then I've had it done post-surgery where I was away. And the most dehumanizing thing about that was that um, they put on the nurse who was doing it put on a headlamp to go in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this feels just truly shocking. That's why you want to be like, it's not a cave. Yeah. <laughs> Every gynecologist should do that as a gag. That is so funny. It was because she was she was teaching two others, so they were like crowding around. So there was like three of them in there, and I think they were casting shadows. At least, at least you want a ring lamp so it looks yeah. pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks nice. Yeah. It's like, can we get a Lumio? <laughs> 
All right, now uh, to Alice. Now, Eleanor once lied to a maitre d' of a restaurant about how big her group was going to be because she wanted a nice table. She then had to pretend <laughs> through the course of the evening that all her guests had stood her up. Yeah or nah? <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Well, first of all, I want this to be true. How how many people did you say were going to come to your dinner, and how many people actually were coming? Uh, so I told them there were. I needed a table for three, so that they would give me a table for four, and there was nobody coming. It was just me. I was still on my own. <laughs> okay, mm. hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so you asked for a table for three? Yeah, yeah. I said but- they said how many people, and I said three. Right, okay, so they would give you a table that would fit four people, mm. and then you were actually just dining alone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have a question about this, because, you know, a lot of people find the experience of dining alone, like, to sometimes even, like, the strongest people feel, like, a little bit insecure about, like, sitting in a restaurant alone. Mm. So does it make you feel better to sit at a bigger table alone? <laughs> than no, it's... Just a, a, uh, well, I would. It's, it, it wasn't to do with the. I, I, I'm not worried about the number of people at the table. What was? It's the kind of table that they give to people who are sitting alone. If you're sitting on your own in a restaurant, they tend to put you sitting at the bar or facing the wall on a high stool. Uh, so in this particular restaurant, this is what was. I, I knew if I said I was on my own that I was going to be shoved off that and the problem with sitting up on those high stools away from the bar uh, or facing the wall is that you can never get the waiting staff's attention because uh, they're always focused on the tables that are down on their level so um, I just I just said three uh, and uh, um, then they gave me the table when I realised that it, I was about to be ruined by the other people not showing up <laughs> And what was the reaction to people not showing up? Do they show sympathy or annoyance? So or? much sympathy. So much that they were like, it's fine. Don't worry. Don't you trouble yourself at all. They were being really nice and saying, you know, uh, you know, they're giving me extra all the menus for all the people <laughs> that were coming uh, and telling me I didn't need to feel bad in any way, which was the most bad making feeling yeah. thing they could say. <laughs> so did they? Yeah. Did these imaginary people let you know by phone call or text that they weren't coming? So what I did then was I decided, I said, well, I knew some people in town. I said, I'll try and get some people to come and join me um, and send some texts and some tweets even as well. Uh, <laughs> did you really do that? <laughs> Well, that's the chat. That's <laughs> that's what. Um, that's the game, yeah. Tim. The game, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm gonna say this is a lie. Alice, you are incorrect. This is a true story. Oh, a point there for Eleanor. Fucking hell! Great story, man. Mm. Why not just say you were getting get a table for two? Um, they they didn't have to. I, I was just doing a quick scan. I I mean, I, I it, it doesn't make sense. I said it in the moment. Uh, yeah, maybe two two would have been better. But. And, and and three three is a great number to say to them because two people not standing standing you up for the restaurant isn't as much money as three people. So they they feel like oh okay, it's just two extra people. It's fine. But we've given you a table four. It's great. Well played. Yeah. I mean, I love that. Yeah. It's a great technique and the sympathy. That's good stuff. Yeah. You know. That right. Mum's restaurant in Edinburgh, if you know that one, it's. Uh, it's I don't know it. <laughs> oh, was it during? I'm gonna go check it out and do the exact same thing. Was it during <laughs> Edinburgh Fringe, or was it you were just in Edinburgh? During the Fringe, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. not a busy time for him. Okay. Uh. No. no. <laughs> At the end of that round, the scores are Josie on three points, Alice on three points, Eleanor now on five points. In the lead, still on six points, is Tim. Still wow. close. Still I don't mm-hmm. know how that's happened. Still anyone's game. This is our final round. It's called Who 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 Who. In this this round, I'll read out ten questions about all you four. If you think you know who it is, you buzz in. Your names, your buzzers. You get a point if you get it right. A point off if you get it wrong. Only round you can lose points. You can't buzz in for your own ones, Alice. And <laughs> I can't guarantee that that yeah. will happen. Here we go. Question one. Wait, Josh. Yes. I feel like you really skipped through the name there. Is there any chance you could do it with a little bit more Pete Townsend in there? <laughs> who, who, 
Who who? <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's funny. Do you know the, the first person who pulled me up on this name or this round was your good friend Guy Montgomery. Yeah, we're both sex as shit. No. It's uh, well known on the internet. It's nice that you both got the same kind of, like, you know, you, you pick the same things up. That's why you're a I just feel pair. like if you're going to have that title, you've got to, you know, you've got to do the thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I didn't make it, like, when Love Lockdown, I didn't do a Kanye West kind of, like, uh, vocoder. Like, yeah. All right, here we go. Question one. Who here has shared a stage with The Cure? Been on Eleanor. stage? Yes, Eleanor. I'd say it's Josie. You are correct. It was Josie Long, yes. That's so cool. Where, where was this, Thank Josie? You. It was uh, my friend Robin runs these big kind of uh, atheist, humanist Christmas variety shows. And he started just being able to get incredible guests. <laughs> and so <laughs> at the end of it, we all got on stage with The Cure. And it, was fu- it was fucking cool. I'm not going to joke. It was fucking cool. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Speaking of cool, who here once met Slash? Josie Long. Yes, Josie. Was it Eleanor Tiernan? No, it was Tim Bat. Point off, Josie. Whoa. Ah. Yeah. How'd you meet Slash? He came into a different radio station I was working at um, for an interview. He was doing promo for, I can't remember, some album a few years ago. Slash's Snake Pit? (laughs) No, it was the one with... That was his band name. (laughs) That's good, though. That's good. Um... My, the guy that I was producing for, Matt Heath, uh, had a little tiny guitar amp, a little orange branded one, and slashed through it and was like, I love that amp, can I buy it off you? And Matt was like, no. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Give give Slash the fucking amp, man. This is a story you can dine out on for the rest of your life. The amp's worth like $150. I'll buy you a new one. I just want this to happen. All right, next question. Who here had a taxi driver ask them to take his rubbish out of the taxi for him and put it in the bin? Alice. Yes, Alice. Eleanor? Yes, you are correct. Yes. Yes. I don't like how quickly you got that, Alice. (laughs) (laughs) It just felt like a new story in the best possible way. (laughs) How much rubbish was it? Was it like just a little bag so you have like a water bottle or something? What was it? Carry your bag, like a size of football kind of. And, and yeah. did you do it? I did, of course yeah. I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd say yes as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, Who recently was brought to tears watching people make a meringue? Tim. Yes, Tim. Joseph. No, that was Alice, a point off Tim, yes. I was going to go, me. Alice. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was you, Alice, according to your podcast. You're watching Australian MasterChef. It's like a month ago. Oh, yes, that's <laughs> right. Yes. And they had a non-alcohol option for one of the contestants for cultural reasons. And I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> so I cried. So is Australian MasterChef big in New Zealand or is it just on during the day? It's one of those shows that's just on. I don't know, actually. I was I watching it in huge. the UK on Amazon. Is it ah. big? So, yeah, 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 it might be. I feel like during lockdown, a lot of people got into it. I have to say, I waned off. I didn't realise quite how many episodes of it there are. Oh, it's are. like 10 years, 11 years of it. It's just, it's too much for me. So I did stop watching it after a while. But I, I watched probably about 30 episodes in the space of, like, one week. I, I, I don't watch anymore, but they did have the junior one on. And I, I, could, oh God. I could watch that with my kids. And it's just, it was bad watching it with kids because you're watching it going... All these kids on screen, so much more talented than the kids I've got sitting next to me. It's really depressing. <laughs> I hope your kids got that vibe as well and felt really bad about their lack of talent in the kitchen. Yeah, but could those kids run a medium-sized casino? Yes. They couldn't do it. <laughs> Maybe. Let's test it out. All right, next question. Who could not believe that Americans do not know the song I Do Like to Be Beside the Seaside? Alice. I heard Tim first. Yes, Tim? Alan? No, that was Josie Long. Point off Tim. <laughs> Still can't believe it. Still can't bloody believe it, mate. I, None of them know it. Yeah, I thought that was a universal song. I don't think song. I know it. You know this song. I don't song. think I know that song. Oh, I do like to be beside the seaside. Oh, I do like to be... You don't know this song beside the seaside. I know this song. <laughs> you don't, I don't know, know this that song? song, no. I know. It's Bell, but it's How did it get all the way to Australia and not just go across to New Zealand? It must. You right? must know it. Maybe it's a generational thing. It got stopped at the border. Yeah. 
like, it's in quarantine. <laughs> it's in quarantine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe it's a generational thing. Oh, but isn't that mad? I just thought it was like happy birthday, you know? Everyone on earth knows that song. How else do you <laughs> how else do you convey how whether or not you like to be beside the seaside? <laughs> Hang on, how do you know, Josie? Where, how did you find this out? Um, I was beside the seaside with a friend of mine who's American and I was saying, oh, we're getting to see now. Oh, I do like to be beside the seaside. And I received what I can only describe as a cruel coldness. Oh. It was fun. <laughs> it, it was, and it was brutal. And then I had about half an hour conversation with him where I was like, you must know it. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have that I was like you fucking have it I love those conversations because no new information gets entered in but they last a really long time just yeah. two people going I don't know it you fucking know it <laughs> next question whose name is tattooed on another man's arm next to his two kids so this guy has his kids names but also this person's name as well Josie Long yes Josie uh, it's Tim. It's got to be Tim. It is Tim. You are correct. Yes, point there for Josie. Yes. Oh, my God, Tim. Who's got your name tattooed on them? Matt Heath. He lost a bet. Oh. <laughs> Which is kind of cool because I... So, Matt Heath is a guy in New Zealand who um, I, I grew up really kind of idolising because he made this um, show, which I imagine is not dated particularly well, called Back of the Y, which was like New Zealand's version of Jackass. <laughs> and then I um, ended up working with him on Radio Hauraki and uh, yeah we, we had this thing called News War where we were both trying to find the craziest story from the internet and callers would vote on which one was their favourite and we did like a month long one and whoever won that ultimately um, would get their name tattooed on, on the loser and Matt would it didn't even occur to Matt that he could lose <laughs> it didn't even enter his head as a possibility so oh on his gosh. arm he's got Barry and Charlie his two sons and <laughs> And then me. Is it- I love that that in New Zealand, ninety percent of men get tattoos because they lost a yeah. beard. <laughs> so I got my tattoo. Yeah, I know you and Guy Bo. What's your What's your tattoo, Tim? I've got Patrick Schwarzenegger, who's um, Arnie's son, <laughs> uh, on my thigh, on my left thigh. It's quite big. It's really what cool. Why? That must have been sore. No, that's the place I thought it would be the least sore because it's like fleshy, you know? Yeah. We talked about this last time you were on the show, Alice, that you've got an S tattooed on you. Do you have the same S, Tim? No, that's a no. snort thing. I am not in the cult, oh, okay. so I did not get the branding. <laughs> to your detriment. Mm. All right, next question. Who chose the Gilmore Girls over God? Tim? Yes, Tim. Alice. You are correct. It's yes, it be. is Alice, yes. Yeah. That is me. I don't think I've ever quite put it that way, but I'll take it. Let's say, so what happened? Oh, the Gilmore, my my family's very religious. They're Catholic. I want to say liberal Catholics, though, just to make that clear. They're a strange breed. Um, But the rule was you had to go to church every uh, year, every Sunday until you were 16, and then you got to make up your own mind. And church was at the same time as Gilmore Girls. And <laughs> it just felt like the obvious decision that I was going to stay home and watch that program rather than continue to further my religious education. And I, not a day has gone by that I regret it. Yeah, you made the right choice. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely made the right choice. Uh, next question. Who loves to tell people that they know personally Academy Award winner, Dev Pat- uh, Academy Award nominee, I should say, Dev Patel? Alice. Jim? I heard Alice... Eleanor? No, it was Josie Long. Point Damn it! I'll tell, I'll tell anyone. And you know what? Um, since um, uh, Dan Kaluuya, it's because I worked on a show called Skins about 15 years ago, and um, Dan Kaluuya was also on it, who's also Oscar nominated. <laughs> so basically, I get in a cab, and I literally will be like, excuse me, do you know Jeff Patel? I actually know him. Oh, no. And they're like, no, I don't, but can you take my rubbish with you, please? Uh, <laughs> All right, next question. Who here once got shot in the neck with a T-shirt gun? Alan Alice. I heard Alice. Fuck. Yes, you are correct. I put there for Alice, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Eleanor. 
I was going to say you. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. I'm sorry I missed that opportunity. Now, was was this another radio stunt, Tim? Yeah, this is the thing. Because I thought of one, I was like, fuck, I don't have any good stories. And then I thought of one radio story, and then it kind of led to a couple other ones that I sent you. So, yeah. This was the same guy who's got my name tattooed on his arm. And um, we were promoting the ice hockey from Canada, which was touring New Zealand. And they gave us carbon dioxide powered t-shirt cannons that you're supposed to use in a stadium and we thought it would be funny to um shoot me with one and we did it on air and it came very close to killing me (gasps) we had i did a show in 2018 where we had confetti cannons at the end and the other person i was doing the show with daniel tobias was let off confetti cannons we were doing like a parody of flaming lips how they ended their show and one of them even though we had it right way just exploded the wrong way and just like fair into his groin oh the audience of course it was a comedy show thought it was on purpose and very funny and so they so laughed. I thought it was the best ending in the world. Yeah, and it was he was in excruciating pain but then oh, afterwards wow. it was like going, should we try and do that every night? I'm like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> we're, not we're not doing that. Like, yeah. I, at the time I was oh. in a big, do you know how they end, they do their show where they're in a big bubble kind of thing? So, yeah, yeah, so I did it where I was just in a big plastic sheet and the joke was that we couldn't inflate it, and so I'm just on top of the audience rolling around in just a sheet <laughs> while he's trying to... Yeah. It's a very good show. You couldn't do it these days. Although maybe you could because I was in a sheet. All right. I think they did recently. <laughs> that We call those Zorbs in yeah. New Zealand. And I think they... Didn't they do a music video with the rule no, inside yeah, those? Yeah, I think they did it for, balls. like, Colbert or something like that. All right. Our last yeah. question for the game, and it does come down to this. Whose dad <sighs> buried their cat only to find out that it wasn't their cat and had just buried a stranger's cat? Tim? Yes, Tim. Josie. That was Alice Snedden. Point off, Tim. Fuck. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Tim. I sniff. I don't even know what the scores are, but you said that this might be for the oh. win, and I sniffed victory, and I was like, I gotta try. <laughs> I gotta give it a go. Um. So your whose yeah. cat was it? <laughs> uh, I think it was the next door n- a neighbor's cat. Oh, my dad always hated this cat that we had. And I had gone away on holiday and it had been very sick. And you know, cats go away to die. Like often they'll like be missing for a few Sorry, days can I just or whatever. Stop. Your dad hated your own cat or the neighbor's cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated our okay. cat. And I think it was a like very different story if you just hated like... the neighbor's cat and just buried it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, he, uh, yeah, when, when he found a dead cat, he just thought this is a, and because he's not a man who's strong on details, he just went into the backyard and buried it. <laughs> And then I came home and was devastated that no one had told me the cat had died and that they'd buried it. And then the cat showed up. And I was like, what's going on here? But luckily the the grave was shallow and the body was fresh, so they dug it up and took it next door. Well, this is quite a Catholic tale of resurrection. (laughs) Yeah, what's sad about that is then the cat was evil. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? The cat was evil? Sorry, like in Pet (laughs) Cemetery. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, the cat's probably haunting us now. <laughs> All right, at the end of the game, the scores are Josie Long, four points. Yes. Alice, nice. Alice Snedden, four points. Oof. Tim Batt, four points. <gasps> Eleanor Tiernan, five points. Eleanor's our winner. Nice. Well done, Eleanor. You win. It all came down to that last question. Congratulations. Amazing, If Tim, if yeah. Tim got it right, but he wins on six, but no. How, was Tim not ahead of me? How did that... You were both even, and then he got that one wrong, and then he lost the game. Oh, Tim. Sorry, Tim. I guess. But let's yeah. not dwell on Tim's loss. <laughs> let's, let's... I'm very happy to lose to Eleanor. <laughs> I really am. Now, Eleanor, because you win, you can plug whatever you want to plug first. Yeah, uh, you want to follow me on on uh, Twitter and Instagram? Uh, oh, and I've got an Etsy shop. Uh, come come and ch- that, check that out. I've called it uh, Comedy Solutions because the name was available. So yeah, right. <laughs> and Eleanor, it's Eleanor Tiernan on on Twitter and Instagram. Is that what it, same same thing? Yeah, that's yep. it. Great, Tim Bat. Where can people find or hear you? Uh, Tim underscore Bat on Twitter, and I think it's Tim Bat NZ or one word on Instagram, and I've. Uh, I think dropping today ish is the annual podcast Till Death Do Us Blart, where me and Guy and the McElroy brothers from My Brother, My Brother and Me watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 
um, <laughs> once a year, every year on Thanksgiving. It is a podcast that will go for time immemorial, and the latest episode is up soon or now. Great. Last week, Demi Lardner was on the show and said Paul Blart Moon Cup, and I can't see, I can't read it without thinking Moon Cup now. That's great. So get on that. Uh, Alice Sneddon, where can people find you? Um, I, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram, and um, and they. What do I want to promote? Bonus of the heart. Although we haven't recorded a new episode in months, <laughs> and it's unclear when the next one will be. And I'll probably promote my show called Alice Sneddon's Bad News, and the link for that is in all of my bios. Yep. And you can watch it anywhere in the world on the on the World Wide Web. Yes. It is sensational. It's fantastic. If I can yeah. add to that plug, it's so good. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. And Josie Long, where can people find you? Um, I'm Josie Long on Twitter and Instagram. I'm, I delete my tweets every two weeks now, so catch them <laughs> while they're there. Um, I <laughs> periodically go on Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash Josie underscore Long. And also I have a show from five years ago called Cara Josephine that I love and so proud of. And it's going up on Amazon Prime as part of like a Soho Theatre Presents strand cool. uh, on right. the 3rd of December. Awesome. So, That's so exciting. So make sure you get oh, that. Thanks. Hey, uh, listeners, uh, this is some cool news. So do you know how in the lockdown I did 10 of those live stream shows? Well, they're all going to be on sale December 1. So you can own them all. So they were up for 24 hours and they disappeared. But you can own them all 10 episodes for 50 bucks. Uh, so it's 11 hours of content. Guests like uh, Kitty Flanagan, Ross Noble, uh, Guy Montgomery. Uh, who else did we have? We had <laughs> Tim Minchin. We had... Uh, and Eben Silly Pecola, heaps and heaps of cool people. So make sure you go and listen to the, or watch those, download those. And uh, yeah, that'll be awesome. Hey, thanks everyone for doing this. You guys have been lots of fun. And see you next time. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.